Pressure is a privilege. Welcome to the pressure of a Grand Slam game in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Four down, one to go for a Six Nations clean sweep for Wales. Not many fancied Wales at the start of the tournament, but now it's only the French in Paris left standing in the way. We'll hear from the coaches and players about the transformation since the autumn and the reasons behind it. But first, Wales coach Wayne Pivak explains his selection for Paris with Adam Beard coming back into the second row as the only change to the starting line. Yeah, look, we think Adam's been playing uh, well up until uh, the rest last week. He's a big man. We're up against some big men. I think, you know, he's done a great job running the line out, as Corey did uh, in the game against Italy. So just a uh, switch for those two. I mean, Corey obviously has played well uh, in the games where he's come off the bench as well, added real impact. So we'd like that combination to continue. And how much thought did you give for the scrum half options? Early in the week, we uh, we named Gareth, and it was just whether or not Thomas would be ready in time to take some part, really. So that was cleared up Tuesday afternoon. So, yeah, Thomas comes onto the bench. A couple more alterations among the forward replacements as well? Yeah, you know, Nicky Smith coming in, it's, it's really one of experience in an area of the game. I think the propping exchanges, they've got some big men. I think uh, experience is going to come into it and... Uh, you know, we're looking at, at fine margins in these sorts of games. So um, really that experience is what we went for in that position. James gives us, a, a you know, good coverage across the back three. And he's a young guy full of energy, uh, as they all are at this time, as you could imagine. The French naming an unchanged starting 15 with a few uh, alterations on the bench. What do you make of that and their result at Twickenham last week? They're a very good side. We know that from the, the two games that we've had against them. thought they played well and controlled... Um, that game for, for large parts and we're probably desperately unlucky at the end. So, look, we know we're going to be in in for a, a very, very big challenge and, you know, they have quality right across the park. They come up with some great plays. The try, I thought, from the line-out, you know, was an excellent play. So we're going to have to have our wits about us. Obviously, they bring a lot of attacking threats and they've also got a very, very good attacking-kicking game. So I think our back three in particular are going to have a lot of work to do. It could be the first Grand Slam secured away from home for 50 years. How much uh, extra does that sort of prospect give you as, as motivation to go down in the history books? Yeah, look, everybody's excited. It's a great week. You know, you sort of have seven weeks to get here and it's finally come now and we can openly talk about what's at stake. And we're very lucky that in our changing room, I think we're going to have 14 of the starting 15 that have won a Grand Slam before. And certainly there's plenty on the bench that have as well and plenty in the management. So it's a lot of experience to call on in these situations, which, um, you know, is a good place to be, really. How about the fact that you could still win the title with a narrow defeat? Does that play into your calculations at all in the preparations or was that be maybe just in the last five minutes look it's something we're aware of the different scenarios but obviously uh, prepare a team for a game of rugby and it's an 80 minute effort and obviously what we're trying to do is come out on top if that's one point we'd be happy and then uh, we win a game of rugby and that's certainly what we're going to try and do but we'll be aware of the score as we go and uh, certainly um, no doubt we'll have some discussions throughout the game increased lockdown set to come into force in Paris. You're going to have to be uh, tighter than ever, aren't you, on the, the old public health uh, restrictions? We've been there before, so in the situation, uh, I think there was a curfew situation when we were out in France um, earlier in that warm-up test match. So very, very similar circumstances, a late kickoff time. So everything's pretty much the same in that respect. 
How do you feel personally about this being your potential first Grand Slam? Feeling pretty good, obviously, uh, to be in this position. So, yeah, excited, really. Seen the boys this morning at a, a bit of a, a walk-through, jog-through. They had a bounce in, in their step. And, look, everybody's um, looks as though they've prepared as well as they can. You know, we've got one more training run this afternoon, and that'll be a short, sharp one. So look, we're in a pretty good space and just excited about the opportunity that presents itself, really. Looking forward to Saturday evening. How do you feel about the evolution of your team during these four matches and what that brings for Saturday? Yeah, very pleased. Obviously, we're heading in the right direction, but you'll hear the players talk about it and anyone in management. There's still growth in the group that we're still looking to improve in in lots of areas. We just think we're in a pretty good space right at the moment. So, uh, you know, we want to just go out there and and it it is about the performance. And if everybody delivers their roles, then we give ourselves an opportunity to win the game. The stats suggest that you concede most of your points in that sort of 20 minutes before halftime. And that is typically in this tournament, when France have scored most of their points. Have you addressed that in training and talked about the need to sort of stay switched on for that second quarter? Very well aware that their points differential in that last 15 or 20 minutes of the half is high. And for us, it's the other way around. And we're very well aware of when we score a lot of points towards the end of the game. So what we need to do is make sure we go into the dressing room well and truly in the game. And I think that's going to be a big emphasis for us. And, And I think discipline and that second quarter is, is going to be huge, as it is right across the game, because these games, finals come down to uh, fine margins at times. I guess a question that a lot of coaches ask themselves, but how do you stop Anton Dupont? Yeah, that is a good question. He's a very good player, isn't he? Look, I think when you focus too much on one player, it opens up for others. So we're making sure that you know everybody understands their role in our defensive system. We understand that they have a lot of threats across the park. So communication is going to be huge, and it's trusting the guy inside you and outside you. And I think... You know, but he is one that is world-class, no doubt about it. How much has the focus for you this week been not so much on the sort of on-field coaching, the rugby skills, et cetera, et cetera, but more the sort of psychological side of things, keeping feet on the ground and just making sure everyone isn't too fired up? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of little conversations that go on between coaches and players and, and then little groups within the team and Certainly those conversations have taken place. I know uh, Alan Wynn actually in, in one of his chats earlier in the week talked about that exact thing. You know, it's about Saturday is when we need to bring all the energy, the mental energy and physically be right. So this week's really about just getting the boys uh, with a full tank of gas for Saturday and making sure we, we don't overtrain and, and overplay the game and overthink the game too early on. When it comes to that side of things, do you almost take a sort of back seat because You've been in this game a long time, but this is a position you've never been in, where, whereas the likes of Alan Wynn and George and John Davis have been quite a few times in this position. So do you let them kind of do the talking? Oh, look, no matter what level of the game you're at, when you've got senior players there, they're the guys that have to play the game on the field. So you're wanting that input all the time. And uh, it's just getting the balance right between input from coaches and, and players. And certainly when you've got uh, 14 of the 15 in the starting lineup that have won a Grand Slam before, you want that experience and those conversations to come out. It, it gives confidence across the whole group. You talk about the balance. It's also about getting that balance right between being fired up enough, but not too fired up. Is that a difficult balance to strike? Look, I think it's keeping our feet on the ground and realising it is another game of rugby. Yes, you know, there's a big prize on the line, but uh, obviously in the other four games, you know, we've had to get results to be in this position. So there's always pressure to win. And I think for us, it's just about making sure each day we get out of it what we need to. And I think um, we've had a pretty good week so far. So just that one change. And let's hear from Adam Beard now as he reflects on his return. 
obviously a great feeling playing for your country and especially with a Grand Slam game on the line. Um, disappointed not to play against Italy, but it was one of those where I spoke to Wayne in the Fowler week and because I had, I had a little niggle from the England game and stuff and he just wanted to give me the rest and obviously give boys other opportunities and give Jake his 50th cap. So, but it's, uh, it's just great to be back in for, for the big game. Four starts in the Six Nations after uh, maybe a disappointing 2020 for yourself. What's been responsible for the big turnaround? Yeah, it's crazy really, isn't it? Because if you look back to the autumn... If you would have said back then I'd be playing most games in the Six Nations coming up and go for a Grand Slam, I would have laughed at you because obviously I wasn't in favour in camp. But no, it was, it was just a message from Wayne just to go back to club rugby, get uh, that consistency of performances and show us the quality of player that you were back in the 2019 Six Nations really because I wouldn't say it dropped off at regional level. I'd say it was probably just that consistency where... You'd have one good game and then to an average game. So it was just getting that consistency on performances that would get me back in the squad and put me up for selection then. George North, I guess, had the same sort of experience going back to the Ospreys and seeing his form uh, revitalised. Does uh, Toby Booth do anything in particular to make you feel good about yourself again? Yeah, he's done wonders, to be fair, done the Ospreys. He's just a great coach and a good manager and... I suppose he brings the best out of the players and stuff. Obviously, if boys get disappointment from, from the Welsh camp, he likes to give us that confidence to go out and play on the weekend for the Ospreys and get those performances back up to scratch. Looking at the France side, well, some lofty units in there, uh, second rows as well, with uh, Tawafa Fenwa, Vilemsi and uh, Rebage in there. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be one big physical game on Saturday and it's uh, definitely something us as a, a pack of forwards and as a squad prepared for so but yeah we're looking forward to that battle come the weekend but I guess a, a lot of you have the Grand Slam experience from uh, 2019 how much does that uh, add to the squad do you think yeah it's massive that experience as a squad that's we've all been here before I think apart from Louis in the starting 15 we've, be, we've been there we've done it before so it's, it can only benefit us with preparation and everything going into this week but we're not talking about the Grand Slam too much here we're just taking it as another game and we know as a squad we've got things to build on and we're continually building on and we're in a good place. And personally, having played in, in Paris a couple of years ago and played in the, the Rugby World Cup uh, match as well, you must have uh, good vibes about playing the French. It's exciting to play the French. Their class is one of the best teams in the world at the minute and as a player you want to challenge yourself against the best teams out there so it's going to be a good match come the weekend. And uh, alongside Alan Wynne-Jones, a man who's... Uh, been there and seen it and done it all several times. Can't be anyone better to be alongside in the pack, I guess. Yeah, it's awesome to say it every time when you guys ask me, but Alan is just that true professional, really, and it's great, great achievement for him to equal Richie McCall this weekend and get 148 test caps through country and obviously added with his nine Lions caps as well. He's just a phenomenal professional and uh, he, he deserves every accolade he gets. Obviously, going through those ups and downs with Wales, did it make you appreciate when you got the shirt back? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, when I w wasn't selected, it probably hit me hard and it was really disappointing and it made me want it even more then, getting that disappointment. And it's just obviously a great honour to play for your country and get the shirt back. And it was, it was no better feeling when I was uh, picked to start the first game in the campaign. And it's just been great being back in the squad and getting regular rugby.
You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Beard's been part of a front five who've done pretty well. Another is prop Win Jones, also part of a big improvement since the autumn. Yeah, I think it's also how the games have come as well. You know, sometimes um, you get a few changes made. Uh, but I think as the follow weeks fell this, this time, um, not many changes were made. And luckily through injury, we haven't been forced to make any changes either, you know. So, um, no, it's, it's nice to have the consistency and uh, it's nice to get a lot of game time. Yeah, how much does that uh, help you as a unit? Yeah, definitely. You know, when you've got consistency within the team, it, it's easier. You kind of know what the other guy's doing and it builds uh, great relationships between players. In terms of uh, knowing what the French are doing, there's some uh, familiar opponents in there. Last year, you said uh, you expected them to hit and chase and, and cheat. Is that going to be the same this time? No, look, we know they're a good pack, they're a good team, and we know what they'll bring, you know. So, um, no, that's something we're, we're fully aware of, and we look forward to the challenge they bring on Saturday. How about the levels of confidence in this uh, side now? Because in the autumn, it was a pretty disappointing affair, both in terms of maybe results and performance. It's been quite a remarkable turnaround, hasn't it? Yeah, I think we probably used the um, autumn to develop the squad, the squad depth. And as we can see, the Six Nations, you know, it's probably looking forward to the to the next World Cup and stuff. And it's probably, if, if you look at this this weekend's squad, especially the experience we probably have in, in the 15 or the 23 selected, and that probably helps a bit as well, you know. So um, looking back to the autumn, it's probably given maybe younger boys a, a bit of experience, a bit more game time. And I'm sure they'll benefit a lot from that in the future. You've got experience of Grand Slams in there, but securing a Grand Slam away from home hasn't been done by Wales for... 50 years be quite something to be in that sort of uh, record book, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, we don't think too much about it. It's just another game for us. A lot of boys would have played out in the autumn at nine o'clock at night with no crowds, you know. So then we'll just call upon that experience. We kind of know what it's going to be like and we'll just fixate on the game now and make sure uh, we play the best we possibly can. And Paris going into lockdown this weekend. There were obviously restrictions when you played out there last time. Tell us about the match day with the kickoff at nine o'clock local time. How on earth do you uh, do you occupy yourselves and make sure you're you're peaking at the right time of day? Yeah, it's, it's probably very different to what usual kickoff time of half two, three o'clock is probably ideal for any player. You know, kickoff times are all all sorts of times now these days. So us as players, we'll do the prep the same. It's just you'll have your pre-match meal, or whatever later. You'll probably have an well, you definitely have an extra meal on on Saturday as as it's so late. You know, some boys will sleep in, some will just stick to normal. So you know, everyone's a bit different, but it's something we're all used to by now, and and everyone's got their own little routine and which they'll they'll stick to. If you do get the Grand Slam, or if not the Championship, it's going to be an odd celebration, isn't it? Midnight in Paris and absolutely nothing at all happening in terms of socialisation. Yeah, yeah, straight to bed and catch flight home. You know, it's, it's not ideal, but um, no, we you know we're just lucky to be able to firstly play and, and do the job we love. You know, so um, you just got to remember that. And yeah, I'm sure we'll have uh, some celebrations in the future. Hopefully, you made those comments about France at a time where the Welsh pack was under a bit of pressure, maybe feeling you were getting the the referees to see things the same way as you were. It hasn't been the case in the Six Nations this time. What do you feel's changed in terms of the scrummaging in particular? 
something that's probably we worked on in the autumn as a pack and something we worked on this campaign, you know. As you said, it's probably maybe consistency of selection has probably helped us as units of three, you know, like if the front row together or, you know, the front five of scrummage a lot together, it definitely makes it easier. And it's something we've worked on as a, a front five, especially, you know. So um, it's hard to explain, really. It's just some fine tweaking and it's probably um, paid us off pretty well, I'd say. I definitely think that's something we've we've done this campaign. We've played off the the most scrums of any team, you know, so I think that's something that we pride ourselves on and that's something we'll be taking into this game on the weekend. Forwards coach John Humphreys is delighted to be facing the extra pressure of a Grand Slam game. You know, there's a buzz about it. There's an excitement, but it's very much contained. We believe that we're we're going up against one of the best teams in the world and that we're going to have to be at our very, very best to get what we want from the weekend. So, you know, there's excitement that we're in the hunt for a big prize, but, you know, it's contained by the factors that we've got to you know, a huge game in, in front of us and we need to be better than we were, you know, in all the games before this. New experience this week for yourself and Wayne, but when you've got people like Gethin and Stephen in the coaching staff and Neil and also a lot of the senior players who've been through like this before, how much of a benefit is that? Uh, yeah, it's huge. You know, there's 25 of this squad that have won big in this tournament. And uh, so you're led by that. You're led by Al who sets the tone very, very well about this. You know, there's nobody who's been through this more than he has. So it's very much contained within what we're trying to do. And uh, we all understand where we need to get to to win this game. And in terms of the line-out, Jonathan, it's improved throughout the tournament. How good is that for you? Before this, you know, we, in the autumn, we, we had four different callers, three different hookers. It was a process we wanted to go through to get where, to, to where we needed to be. Our lineups okay. But like we're still trying to get better. We're still trying to make sure that when we go in this game, that all the parts of this piece function very, very well, and the lineup's part of that. And you haven't managed to beat France yet with that coaching staff. A couple of defeats last year, Jonathan. What have you learned from those games? We've learned that the France are an extremely physical team, extremely physical, the most physical team that that we're going to come up and play against. You know, the, the biggest pack that we're going to come up and play against. You know, they're, they're bigger than South Africa. So uh, we've learned that the collisions is going to be massive in this game. To get we won out of this game, we're going to have to be very clinical and at our very, very best. But is there excitement to go to Paris knowing what's at stake? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, there's obviously excitement. Games don't come along like this very often. So there's excitement about that. And we're looking forward to going out there and, and having a crack at an extremely good team. Can you describe the amount of pressure going into this tournament, given the previous kind of campaign, not just in Six Nations, but autumn campaign? Because, you know, we had all these questions fired at you. Can you describe what that was like for you and the staff? The pressure is trying to do well in the tournament. That's it. Everything else that goes along with it outside is is irrelevant, really. You know, you can't control that. And, and that's how we saw it. We kept on saying all the way through the autumn what the autumn was. Nobody wanted to listen. So you've got to take the, what comes with that. But this tournament was always about winning. Never talked about anything else than that. And um, like I say, thankfully, we managed to get through those first two games uh, to get us on our way. In terms of turning things around a bit, in terms of the results and stuff like that, how vital has the senior players been? Someone like Ken, I'm thinking about, who wasn't part of the autumn and was Wayne's captain at the Scarlets. I mean, such an influential guy he is. Yeah, huge. They're massive, the characters, him, Foxy. You know, they, they've been huge in terms of what they brought to the group. You know, the experiences that they've had and been through. When you've got a, you're a team meeting and one of those stands up and says something, you listen. Based on the fact that they've been there, they've done it, they've experienced all that. And it's, that's worth, worth its weight in gold.
you know, there's four or five characters in this in this group who are massive in driving the standards and the belief. Just lastly, obviously, those senior players we're talking about have continually delivered for a long time now, haven't they? So what do you think the secret is to that, that this core group have done so well for so long and delivered so many trophies? I think it's belief. It's something you can't coach. Is that the belief that you're capable of going out there and doing it in these games, which are so tight, which are balanced on a, on a knife edge. And sometimes that belief that goes from your core group is the deciding factor. And when you look at the progression of the group as a whole, how difficult was it to stick with a philosophy after just those three wins in that first year? No, not hard at all. For us, with our philosophy, that, that's how this, this coaching group want to play, how we want to go about our work. And it helps them when you've got a consistency of selection. And that's the big thing within that. It was like, you know, these are philosophies. This is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to approach it. Nothing changes. It's just you've got a, a group of people who you're not making 10 changes between each, each test. That was the philosophy going to autumn, and this was, this was different. You see that in the fact that at times, I suppose you've made your own luck, also 17 tries in four games as well. That shows you that things are clicking now. Yeah. After you play every game, there's always something that didn't quite work that you, you need to get better at because the opposition you're playing the next week will exploit that if you don't. There's obviously some positives to what we're doing. You know, we've won four games. You don't do that by, by just having luck. So we understand that there's some, some real positives to our game. But is it good enough to beat France what we've done so far? Probably not. We need to be a lot better. What if it all comes down to the final kick? Well, there's a good chance that would fall to replacement outside half Callum Sheedy, who's had an impressive first Six Nations. It's obviously exciting. It's like you said, it's my first sort of taste of this. Um, and there's definitely, you know, a buzz around the camp, but well aware that, you know, we're probably going to the toughest task of the tournament away at France. So, yeah, while it's really exciting and massive energy in the camp, we know we've got a huge challenge on Saturday. What have you learned from the four games so far? You know, we're improving. We're improving every game. But, you know, every game throws up different challenges. And, you know, that's the beauty of this tournament, that every team's different. Every team has different structures and systems. And, you know, every week is about learning and adapting, improving on what you've done and then sort of adapting to the opposition. So probably the biggest learning for me is just that, you know, every game comes with such new tough challenges that every week's a new one sort of thing. How do you feel the sort of the 10 axis is going with you and Dan Bigger, obviously, the way that it's working, Dan starting, you coming on early in the second half? Biggs is a fantastic player. I think he's, he's had a great tournament. Um, he was brilliant again on Saturday. And for me, just being able to sort of learn from someone like Biggs, who's had 90 plus caps, I can really see why he's had that and why he's at the top of the game in sort of world rugby. And for me to be able to learn from someone like him is special for me. And yeah, like you say, it's working well at the moment with him playing and then me coming off the bench. But yeah, we, we obviously got a big job on Saturday. So uh, we'll see how that goes. When you go back a year, Callum, and obviously you weren't playing international rugby, you were playing for Bristol, and obviously you were still available for the three countries. Now that Wales are on the brink of a grand slam, uh, you've always said it was the right decision for you. This has proved it, hasn't it? <laughs> no, obviously, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously special to be on the brink of a grand slam. But, you know, I said before the autumn that it felt like it was the right decision. And I know it was the right decision because, like I said, in autumn, that when I had the call with Wayne Pivak and my emotions that I had there, I knew at the time. So... Um, it has nothing to do with being on the verge of the Grand Slam. There was the right decision. I knew in autumn that I'd made the right decision, so I'm happy. In terms of the role that you do, coming on as a replacement, because you're obviously the starting at Bristol, is that a role that you're happy with? Of course, you don't want to be someone who's known as a bench player, but the main thing is that the team wins. And if the team wins by big starting and me coming off the bench, then so be it, because I think that's a special thing about this squad is that you know there's no egos, there's no individuals here. 
Um, everyone does what's best for the team. And, you know, like you said, if we're winning, doing it this way, then, yeah, I'm more than happy. And France at home is going to be a tough way to clinch that Grand Slam, isn't it? Yeah, of course. You know, I pointed out earlier, I think it's probably the toughest task to go to France away. Um, you know, everything, you know, the nine o'clock kickoff, the travel, everything is, is against you. But the thing with Wales is that when their back's against the wall, they'll come out kicking and punching. And yeah, it's, it's a massive task. But if you win it, then it's going to be extra special. You're 25. So you would have grown up watching Wales win a lot of things, you know, and like us who are a bit older. What does it feel like now being on a team, you know, winning things and on the verge of this Grand Slam? I guess it feels pretty surreal, to be honest. Probably hasn't, well, it hasn't sunk into me that I'm even in the Six Nations, never mind one game away from a Grand Slam. I kind of, it's all happened so quick that I haven't even got time to think about it. So, um, yeah, like I said, I grew up watching, you know, the Grand Slams over the years and the championships over the years. And I was the guy getting drunk at the pub watching, cheering. So, yeah, it's obviously um, real special for me to be a part of this. But, um, yeah, it's all happening so fast. I haven't got time to think about it. So um, I'm sure when the tournament finishes, I'll be able to sort of sit back and reminisce sort of thing. Do you ever catch yourself thinking, oh my gosh, I'm actually playing with some of my heroes? Is it? Do you ever get that? I, I guess so. Like it's more when I'm sort of just in the team room and I'm looking at so Alan Wynne Jones sat next to me and I'm thinking, oh my God, it's Alan Wynne Jones next to me. Like, but, um, no, I guess on the pitch, you sort of just sort of get into your character in, in rugby mode and it all just sort of clicks. But um, yeah, it is weird when I sort of think that I'm sat there having lunch with Dan Bigger, Alan Jones and sort of thing. But no, it's, it's all good. And yeah, like I say, it's real special moments. I would have laughed you if you said two, three years ago that I'd be playing for Wales, one cap, never mind playing in the Six Nations, never mind going four from four, etc. So it's so hard to put into words how special it actually feels. You know, I remember the anthem, singing the anthem for the first time in Ireland away. And it's just so special that it's impossible to put into words. And, you know, everyone that dreams of it, follow it because it's the most special feeling you'll ever have. Scotland was a bit tricky in terms of kicking, but then England, you know, you, you nailed it. How hard has that been, you know, having that pressure internationally, you know, on, on you? Uh, no, it's fine. It, I don't see there's any added pressure. It's quite funny, actually, to see people say about kicking and stuff, because, you know, as a kicker, I've been kicking at 80 plus percent for Bristol the last two years. So, you know, I'm confident in my process. I'm more than happy with this. So a couple of missed kicks isn't going to throw me off. And um, it's all good fun seeing everyone say I can't kick. You've got to laugh it off, haven't you? Just wondering if things pan out as uh, as they can do. Has it occurred to you that there could be a kick in the 80th minute that decides a grand <laughs> slam? And how different would that be from getting 80% for Bristol, it'd be a one-off, wouldn't it? Well, I guess as a, as a kicker, it's a, it's a high possibility it could happen. You never know, do you? But I guess that's what you do the training for in the week, isn't it? You know, you, you practice it all week and you practice all your life for kicks. It's no different if it's in the 80th minute or the first minute. you just got to sort of trust your process and, and back yourself. But um, yeah, if there's a kick in the 80th minute to win the Grand Slam, I'll be more than happy to take that. I'll be, be more than excited. Bit of extra drop goal practice perhaps this week? Always drop goal practice, you know, um, especially in international games like you see in the Six Nations, they come down to a couple of point games, a couple of point scores. So, yeah, drop goals are important, of course, like any other week. Your opponents, you're a veteran compared to them. They've come through and they've been uh, getting rave write-ups. What do you make of the halfbacks you could be up against? Obviously, Dupont's obviously one of, if not the best in the world. He's, you know, he's world-class. He's got his toolbox pretty much full with with different talents. So, yeah, we know we got to keep him sort of under control. But, yeah, you've got obviously Jalibert and Intermac as well at 10. Both excellent players. I played against Jalibert in the semi-final of the Challenge Cup last year and he was he was excellent. So, but you look to 1-15 at their side and they're full of threats. If we concentrate too much on one player, then the other 14 can hurt you. So, um, yeah, we know we got to look after their 9 and 10, a massive part of their game. But, like I said, you know, they're full of threats on the pitch. So, an exciting Saturday night in Storm. It could be the first time since 1971 when Wales last clinched a Grand Slam in an away game. 
also in Paris with an match-saving tackle by Barry John. Plenty to reflect on next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye, stay safe, and exciting times to look forward to.